These are true stories from the files of the TV show Unsolved Mysteries. What you're about to hear is not a news broadcast, nor is it affiliated or officially associated with the TV show Unsolved Mysteries. Join me. Perhaps you can help solve a mystery. On the night of February 27, 1978, 16-year-old Roxanne Woodson and Joe Shepard, then 26-year-old, were in the car together with two friends when Shepard tried to make sexual advances on Roxanne. She refused and he tried to attack her. She escaped the car and ran into the woods. Shepard chased after her. Roxanne was never seen again. The night after Roxanne was reported missing, authorities went to Shepard's home to bring him in for questioning. Shepard asked if he could change his shoes and the officers let him. While in his room, Shepard reached for his shotgun. The officers noticed this and fired two warning shots at him. Eventually, they were able to wrestle the gun away from him, and he was brought in for an interrogation. The initial story was that he had attempted to seduce Roxanne, and she had gotten mad at him at his persistent efforts and had jumped from the car and run into the woods, that he went running after her. And finally, Joe came back telling the two boys that he'd tried to get her back and that he didn't know where she'd gone. Shepard told the authorities on the night that Roxanne vanished, he tried to seduce her but was unsuccessful. He did admit to chasing her into the woods, but claimed that he lost track of her and could not find her. Shepard was charged with assaulting a police officer and later released on bond. Hundreds of searchers tried to locate Roxanne but were unsuccessful. After several days, the search was called off. Then on April 8, 1978, Shepard's mother noticed her dogs around a pile of debris in the backyard. She moved some of the debris and saw two hands sticking up out of the ground. Roxanne's body was found after Joe's mother was standing at the window in the kitchen looking out. She noticed that the dogs were digging and going on at one specific location there. And she became alarmed. She went outside and walked up on what proved to be two hands sticking out of the ground. She notified the authorities at that time and uh, they came to the Shepherd home and did uh, remove the body of Roxanne Woodson from Joe Shepherd's mother and father's yard. Authorities determined that the body, which had been partially buried in the ground, was that of Roxanne Woodson. At that point, Shepherd was charged with first-degree murder. We went to his mother-in-law, ex-mother-in-law's home to conduct the search and they told us he wasn't there. We went in and searched the house and found him. There was a child in the bed and he was rolled up in the covers under the foot of the bed like the cover was just rolled down the foot of the bed. He was hidden in there. During the second interrogation, Shepard claimed that he was chasing Roxanne in the woods and she fell and hit her head on a rock. Joe began to fill in the blanks of the statement that he had earlier given. He said that when Roxanne ran from the car and into the woods, he gave chase and that as she was running through the woods that she had fallen and struck her head. He told investigators that he panicked and returned to the car with his friends. He said he returned later that night and put Roxanne in his car. He then took her back to his house and buried her in the backyard. After being charged with Roxanne's murder, Shepard was implicated in the 1976 disappearance of 14-year-old Kathy Clowers. 
When questioned, Shepard stated he not only knew Kathy, but also knew where she was buried. He took investigators to this location where they found her remains. After Joe had been charged in regards to the homicide, the investigators who had talked with him and questioned him, they had became pretty much buddies. Joe had learned to trust these people, and he wanted to help them. Started digging in the ground. We'd gone down some depth and hadn't uncovered a body at all. I took the pickaxe just to sort of relieve the guy who had been doing the digging, and after about the second effort, a piece of red cloth came up on the head of the pickaxe. I'll never forget Joe Shepard was hunkered down beside the, the hole we were digging, and he looked up with this cold smile on his face and said, see, I told you so. He was proud, I think, of the fact that he had produced a body for us and, and showed no emotion. Both victims had their pants wrapped around their heads. On April 17, 1978, Shepard was formally indicted with the murder of Kathy Clowers. Kathy Clowers had chipped a tooth, and this matched the chipped tooth that she had. Dr. Bass, is there anything in there? There was no evidence on the skeleton uh, of cause of death. There were no gunshot wounds, no stab wounds, no broken bones. Uh, whatever caused death did not leave its mark on the skeleton. The clothing of this girl, the pants, a pants leg had been wrapped around her head, very similar to the manner in which the uh, Woodson child had been buried. There had been a pants leg wrapped around her head. On July 17, 1978, while awaiting trial in the county jail, Shepard escaped with two other inmates. One of the inmates had faked an illness, then attacked a jailer and locked him in their cell. The two other inmates were quickly apprehended. Joe Shepard, however, remained at large. Joe Shepard of Teleco Plains, Tennessee, was now wanted for the murders of 16-year-old Roxanne Woodson and then 14-year-old Kathy Clowers. I feel certain that Joe is a danger to society. The methodology that he put into each act was that of a very criminal mind. A mind that feels no guilt or he is just there and he's capable of doing it at any time. So we don't know what sets him off. Update. In November of 1988, Shepard was arrested in London, Ontario, Canada under the alias of Joseph Tripp after an Unsolved Mysteries viewer had contacted police. After the Unsolved Mysteries show on October the 5th, we received a phone call from a local resident saying that he believed the guy called Shepard was in fact living in London under the name Joseph Tripp. We began an investigation, and when we had identified him to our satisfaction as Shepard, he was arrested. It seems apparent that Mr. Shepard was in London, Canada with just within a matter of days after his escape from Bradley County. At the time, Shepard was living in a government housing project with his common-law wife and two children. In December of 1989, he was returned to prison in Tennessee. He was convicted of second-degree murder of Clowers, but after an appeal, the charge was lowered to involuntary manslaughter. In the spring of 1991, he was convicted of first-degree murder of Woodson and sentenced to death. The sentence was later commuted to life in prison. Shepard died in prison of natural causes in August 2010. 
This case originally aired on Unsolved Mysteries on October 5, 1988. As of this recording, the case is considered solved and closed. Some of these stories remain unsolved. Perhaps someone out there listening holds the vital answer to solving the mystery. Perhaps it's you. Thank you.